I don't know what kind of struggle you're going through. I don't know what the situation may be, but you serve a mighty God. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Walk After Falling Podcast. We are your hosts, Julian and Catherine. We are excited to share uh, something new with you this week. I actually wrote a devotional, and Catherine is going to be the narrator of it. Uh, So we're going to see how this goes. We hope you enjoy. We hope you get something out of it. And it's a story that is uh, very true. It has to do with both of us or leading up to our relationship, but a little bit of my journey going through it. So I'm going to leave it over to Catherine as we begin. All righty. So this devotional is titled Books and Baggage. What have I told you that you already have the answers to your questions? You are already in possession of your future. You already have the key to your success. You're probably already rethinking your choice to read or listen to this devotional. And let me tell you one last thing before you make that decision to stop reading or stop listening. This time, I'll tell you my own story. About five years ago, I was coming out of a relationship that was just a disaster. It functioned as a disaster and it ended as a disaster. I was broken, hurt, lonely, and felt so rejected. But I didn't let these mountains of pain take me out. I learned from this. I learned from my mistakes. Even though I felt like I was wasting away and I looked absolutely messed up on the outside from losing sleep and maybe some crying, I leaned into the Lord for healing. I felt and believed he was going to do something in me. That breakup wasn't how my story would end. That relationship could have taken me out. It could have sent me down a path where I probably wouldn't even be writing this devotion today. If you want to know how I healed, I'll be honest, those next three years were a blur. All I know is that they were centered around this theme, be the right person for the right person. I didn't bounce back quickly by any means. I was single for a long time. In this singleness, I felt lonely and anxious. I wanted companionship, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for another relationship because I hadn't done anything significant enough to truly change. My heart needed to change. I had to truly renew my mind. I just didn't know where to start. And isn't that usually the hardest part for all of us? Sometimes we just don't know where to start. The part of us that makes the excuses that we're too far gone or we'll never get better. We tell ourselves every lie in the book when really we just might be a little insecure because we don't know where to begin. All we have to do is come as we are. I didn't know where to start. The only thing I knew how to do was learn. I started listening to sermons. I shared my heart with people I trusted to speak life into me, and someone recommended a devotional book. This book, meant to be read in 31 days, holds 31 prayers for your future spouse. Immediately, I thought, oh yeah, 31 days and I'm back in the game. 31 days and I'm going to go from single to married. Fast forward 36 months later, I was still single, still lonely, still racking my brain as to why nothing had changed. It wasn't because I read the book and it didn't work its magical matchmaking powers. No, I barely even started the book. I read three pages in almost three years. It didn't, I didn't put the work in. But I told everybody else about this book. 
I recommended it to those who had similar relationship problems, and I even bought a few devotionals for people. I believe so much in something I hadn't even read. I had changed my heart in a lot of ways. I wasn't making finding a partner the purpose. I was focusing on treating others with love, respect, and with more realistic expectations. I just hadn't fully renewed my mind. I worked to do all the right things, to be a great listener, hold the door open, jump cars, fill up tires, and be emotionally available. So I decided I was ready again. I decided I was a changed man, and who wouldn't want to be with a catch like me? Even though I determined I was ready and took on this confident attitude, I experienced a big rejection. In that moment, I could have given up yet again. I could have said, forget this. This isn't meant to be ever. I started thinking, maybe I'm not marriage material or even relationship material. And I almost bought into it. But those were straight up lies. So I took this rejection and I turned it into a spiritual resurrection. I said, Lord, even though the world tells me no, I will say yes to you. I dove into a season of yes. Believe me, I know it's hard to say yes to anything when you don't feel ready. But if you want the abundant life Jesus promises bad enough, you can't just sit around waiting. Transformation, healing, blessing, those are action words. If we want to experience these things in our lives, we have to take action. I started filling my backpack with books to read. Books I believed would be helpful to my transformation. One of those books was, of course, the devotional. That devotional had already been in my backpack for three years. It was beaten up, coffee stained, and bent in more places than just the binding on the outside. But on the inside, it was undiscovered, unread, and packed with transformational prayers that longed to be read. Towards the end of this three-year relationship drought, I also began saying yes to God. I committed myself to a home church and volunteered every Sunday just so I knew I would be there. I said yes to my first missions trip, my first small group, and recommitted my life back to God through baptism. The Holy Spirit was transforming and changing me, yet I still didn't find the one thing I wanted because I wasn't putting in all the work. I started dating again, but I was scared. I was scared because even though so many parts of me were different, I feared that I didn't answer every nudge from the Spirit, calling me into deeper transformation. One day, after about three months together, I felt one of those spiritual nudges to buy the companion 31-day prayer book for the girl I was dating. I didn't know how she would respond to it, especially a title about prayers for your future husband when we'd only been dating for three months. But when I gave her the book, she received it with an open heart. She received it. And she read that book in 31 days, and I still had not. I let other events, other books, other podcasts take priority. But I had finished 15 of the 31 prayers. I was just moving at a sloth-like pace. Sloths are cute at least, right? I think so. Not long after I gave my girlfriend that book, I started working with a close friend who I met through small group. From my yes to God, he blessed me with this friend whose iron sharpens my iron. One day, he posed this truth to me. In order to see God's timing, you must exist in the moment where his deliverances meet your surrender. You see, there are situations, relationships, opportunities in life that we want God to deliver us to or deliver us from. But we cannot see this happen until we surrender the part of ourselves we hold on to the most. We hold on because we're fearful for not knowing how to let it go 
or what will happen once we let it go. It's all we know. It's comfortable. It's safe. What we need to see is that surrender is not losing life or control. Surrender is choosing life by giving God control. As I started to surrender parts of myself that wanted control, my relationship with God started to take fuller form. As I went deep with him, my relationship became stronger. My friend from small group helped me see the ways God was truly working in my life. I felt called. I felt comfort. I felt closer to the Lord than ever before. I started to see how his hand has been all over my life in the last year and a half since saying yes. I thought about the books in my backpack and how I carried them with me every day expecting to read them. Even on the days I didn't read them, they were with me, holding the knowledge I was seeking. They were the next right step. I told my friend, I've had this book about 31 prayers for my future wife, and it took me 36 months to read. Once again, I started reading this book, this book that was meant to take one month, and I was now on month 36. As I restarted for probably the 50th time, I realized the only prayer I had read for the first 30 months was about my future wife's heart. I believe it's because God knew I needed someone with a heart he prepared for me. I began to see how he worked for me all this time, all this time I wasn't reading, and he had placed her in my life. Once I saw this, I popped that book wide open. I dug deeper. I practiced daily becoming a better man with the help of the Lord and the blessing of people speaking life into me. And finally, 36 months later, after reading Prayer 31, that was the morning I woke up to prepare to ask this amazing woman to be my wife. I shifted from praying for my future to living it, living in the present. I grew from a boy to a man. I went from being a boyfriend to a fiancé. Instead of asking how, Lord, I asked, Lord, what's next? What else would you have me do for you, Father? See, it was all about looking deeper than what I was feeling moment to moment. I had to realize that what I was looking for wasn't finding a wife or a relationship at all. It was about surrendering myself. I had to learn where to start. And once I started, I realized I had the tools the whole time. God had already planted the tools on me. I just needed to open up the bag. The one thing to remember is that we already have the tools, whether it's books, money, the right network, or even the Bible itself. The problem isn't having the tools. It's opening up our toolbox, opening up our book bags. This is so important, and I want you to catch this. A book bag full of unread books is just baggage. It's heavy. It weighs you down. It keeps your sight set on the bag and not what's inside it. But a book bag that's opened, books that are read, they are instruments. What are your instruments? What is in your book bag that can shift from weights to tools? We are instruments of the Lord and he has already equipped us with everything we need. So what do you think? What can you open, read, give, or surrender today that will bring you closer to the will he has for you? What are the scriptures? Oh, yes. (laughs) So the scriptures are 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, Matthew 11, 28, 2 Corinthians 1, 20, James 1, 23 through 25, Romans 8, 28, and Acts 9, 15. And I also threw one in there, John 10, 10. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, <laughs> you're, thank you. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that was a good devotional. Who wrote that? I know. Gosh, the, that guy knew what he was saying. Man. Preach it. Well, do you have any questions for me? Oh, what has been your most useful tool you've pulled out of your toolbox? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I think, honestly, just reading. Mm -hmm. Reading. I think that it's so important now that I see it, mm -hmm. uh, see how I'm transformed because I'm on the other side. I, I would tell my uh, therapist, actually, when I started therapy, I told him, I want to know what it's like to be on the other side and not always playing catch up. Mm -hmm. I want to know what it's like to be on the other side of of the circumstance and the situation, be ahead of it. And when I was started working with my friend, he kept telling my friend LJ, LJ, who was uh, shout out to LJ, <laughs> LJ, Catherine hears that name all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so LJ, when I started working with him um, and it's really like an accountability partner and just just a lot of ways that, you know, he pushed me to start reading like mm -hmm. the main thing that we've been working on is like read 50 pages a day. You read 50 pages a day and it's a 200 book. You're done in four days. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You read a book a week like mm -hmm. you're transformed. The, the, the value of the knowledge you have now is it's priceless, mm. you know. So I think the biggest thing was like the biggest tool right now that I've utilized is reading mm. and I can't. It sounds like maybe to some people like, oh, wow, that's it. But you don't understand what it feels like. And you may already be a reader. You may already like books. But challenging yourself to read 50 pages a day or to read something, some something a day, like you're building up something inside of you. You're building up endurance. You're building stamina. You're building the capacity to learn. You're building your uh, foundation in what you're reading. You know, you, it could be a skill. It could be a life lesson. And so that's the biggest thing that I, that I take away. And that's why I'm able to now write. Like now it's going from reading to like writing. Mm. Even though I was doing that within the mix, I feel like within the few things that I've been writing and trying to put out every day, it's made me a better writer too because I'm able to like speak from a different place yeah I'm able to speak of a place of from a place of um like knowledge now mm -hmm. and that feels good and it's weird because it's like it just flows out of you mm -hmm. you know when you know something it flows out of you mm. you don't have to feel like you're reaching for words yeah or reaching for the right thing to say or reaching for something that sounds smart yeah like it's just coming out yeah and so that's the biggest thing that I take away from it mm. or that I've used. That's good. It reminds me like when when I go into teach a yoga class, if I have not been in my own practice, then it's like it's so much more difficult to mm. lead when you're not doing the work. Exactly. So I think that is that's that speaks to things like leaders have to make sure that they're doing leaders have to make sure they are doing the work that they're mm. teaching and speaking on and leading on exactly. it's so important to not forget that you're you are always a work in progress mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's honestly um, such a good word there. And it's putting in and, and another theme of what I've been saying lately, it's putting in the work and not just the work because work is hard. Mm-hmm. Any work you do is hard. You know, if it was easy, we'd all be where we want to be. Mm-hmm. But it's not only that it's hard. It's when you're putting in heart work. Mm. So it's not enough to do the hard work. You have to do the heart work. Mm. You have to start with why you're doing something. What is your cause of action, not your course of action? And one of the biggest things that I feel now is that I'm ahead of my day. And it's not just the trying to wake up early because there's moments when I fail at that too. Mm-hmm. But it's it's now that I get upset when I don't wake up early. It's like I get upset when I feel that guilt and it's not a guilt that is going to destroy me. It's like a good guilt, you know, because it's like I, I change the way my mind thinks and I'm changing the way my heart thinks. The Bible says that your heart is is really the thing that will lead you astray, mm-hmm. you know. So it's really just finding a way to repurpose your heart. Mm. Mm, I That's like good. that. I like that. You know, it's not always looking for a new one. It's repurposing your heart renewing your mind like god is not about and i feel like i heard this in a sermon so it's weird that it's just like coming to me right now but it's like god is not about taking something and throwing it out like he's like the great recycler you mm-hmm. know what i mean jarrett said that yeah that at does, our yeah. at our drive-in yes yeah. like whoa man you see like mm-hmm. that word is is in you when you listen and your heart is open like i didn't even re- it's like even just saying that I didn't even know where I heard it from, but it's in me. Mm-hmm. It's in me and it can be in all of you listening. You have to renew your mind, open your heart, do the heart work. Even though it might be hard work, you got to do the heart work. Mm-hmm. Open up that book bag. Open up what you've been uh, uh, leaving there collecting dust. Mm-hmm. If it's a camera that you haven't used, but you have a passion for pictures and you have vision, open it up. Do that. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Read that book. Mm-hmm. Took me 36 months to read one book, but I feel like it led me to you. Exactly. And you know what? The fact that you could end it the day that you proposed to me just shows yeah. even when we're <laughs> off course, <laughs> right? Even when we're off course, mm. God's timing is always perfect. Mm. Like, y- you know, maybe that was his plan for yeah. you to end that book on that day for yeah. you, for him to remind you. It's so crazy. These, this is your course. Yeah. Like, cause in my heart, I knew I was like, man, I have to finish this thing before I propose to her. I mm. want I want to put in that work to be done. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy how the amount of days before I was going to propose was the exact, if I just, if I really stayed on myself to open it up every day, like, and stayed court on course with that, like it was going to hit that exact day. And it did. Mm. So I love that. You said was that. there a moment that you realized that was going to happen and you were like, okay, I really, I've got I, to do honestly, this. Honestly, eight days before eight days before and I was like I have to read this thing because I'm not a person of reading two devotionals in one I don't want to overdo it I want to meditate on that thing for the day or the prayer but it was eight days that's amazing yeah yay and it happened 
I love you. I'm proud of you. I love you too. And we're engaged. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for reading my devotional. You're welcome. Our devotional. Yeah. And all you listeners we hope that you enjoy uh the podcast in general but just this word that uh, i want to share to you is what can you surrender today to become an instrument for a greater purpose mm. all right we'll see you next week have a good one we're gonna get there